0: On occasion, on occasion, what?
1: Um, I didn't think this far ahead. You you just said on occasion while looking at your phone and drinking a beer and didn't think to finish the thought. No, no, I did not. I'm okay with that. Beers that aren't attacking us. No, these are twisties. Yes, the last one did twist us too, weren't they? Yeah. They were just weirdly really fizzy. You never
0: know. It seems like sometimes a lot of the beers now are bottle opener beers. And you know, I'll as much as it's cool to open your beer with a bottle opener, sometimes you just wanna just get in there with your hands, get down and dirty with the beer, and just rip that some bitch right off, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel it's I love the way you put that. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know, I didn't know just, where I was going with it, to again, be honest. Again,
1: I always find it, especially I noticed in the last edit, it's really, it's towards the end of the podcast, and you know, like, you can let your guard down, because, like, the serious conversation's over. Serious conversation's over. And you kind of just, like, really lose yourself, and end up mumbling and rambling, and, like, try to finish thought. I like, I one of my favorite recordings are the last, like, five minutes of you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I get a little
1: loopy at the end. Um... Yeah, but I think, I, I mean, like, on a serious note, I do agree. I prefer a twist-off just because the number of times I have not been able to find a bottle opener, not like I don't have one, but, like, oh, last time we had beers, we were sitting here, maybe left it in that spare room, or, oh, it's it's back in the kitchen, or, oh, Paula had friends over, and they used it, so maybe it's over by the sofa. I mean, like, maybe you have more than one, yeah, but sometimes <coughs> I only have, I have two in the house, one in my wallet now, which is kind of convenient, mm. But the one I've always used, my little uh, Germany one, my brother picked up for me uh, when he was in Europe. In Germany? Uh, that would be the place, yes. It's presumably in Germany.
0: Yeah, oh, I yes. know some people have it on their keys now, which is cool. I think That's I might, I think I the might, most common one, yeah. I might invest in a little keychain beer opener, because you never know when you're going to need one beer opener. Bottle opener. Well, I mean, just <laughs> for beer, but mostly for beer. It can open other bottles too. <laughs> Dude. There's more to bottles than beer?
1: <laughs> what other bottles would you open with a... Oh. I guess like a soda, maybe, but I feel like most of those are twist offs. Salad, salad dressing. It, I, in a glass bottle with a bottle opener. Yeah, you never know. I would be so impressed if one of those existed, <laughs> and I don't think you know of one. No,
0: I, I couldn't so. name one. I don't think I can. Name I don't think I can name one for
1: you. Nope, I didn't think you could. So. I have a new subreddit that I'm really into. Yeah, this is what you were referring to, I think, earlier. You had said you had something you, you knew what you wanted to talk about in our yeah, first time. Yeah, it's like you can't say it yet. There's always things you want to share with your friends. Oh, yeah, friends, no, I have, I, like, I mentioned ah. earlier. I have surprises for you for the end of this episode. Ooh, I like surprises. Yeah, so what is this subreddit? I'm very intrigued. It's called Our gatekeeping Gatekeeping? Gatekeeping. And, Wait, you know... before you explain what it is, let me try to guess what it is. Okay, go for it. I like this game. I don't know why, but the initial thought, like if I think of the term gatekeeping and I mean, other than like, these are people who actually like work in gatekeeping positions, like you know, well, keeping the gate. That's what it's about. A, I'm just, a, I'm really big into, to, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> To go gatekeepers. Go on. In medieval times. <clears throat> I, I think the only thing I can think of for this term would be people watching over someone else's account. Kind of like if. Someone was trying to get off Facebook for, like, you know, a binge. Like, you know, I'm on Facebook too often. I'm trying to get off. I gave so-and-so my account. They changed my password. They're gatekeeping my account. And this is people's tales of either how they're doing kind of like, I mean, in a weird simile to, like, NoFap, the no masturbation subreddit. Yeah. People kind of keep track of their, like, oh, I've given my password to, you know, Snapchat to so-and-so, so I'm off my account. Or inversely, people who are have been trusted to keep these accounts and are now fooling around with these accounts. Okay. no. Well, um, I'm starting to separate it now. I need a name for it. I guess. Not Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool concept, um, though. Uh, what is it then? I'm really confused. Our gatekeeping
0: is, you know, and I guess I'll use Pokemon Go as a good example because it's definitely the most recent one. Mm-hmm. So with Pokemon Go coming out and like millions and millions of people picking it up, including people who maybe didn't watch the original show or play the card game or do anything like that there's been a rise of people who are like oh, know all these you know people who play pokemon go don't even know the 150 pokemon they don't know all the types and it's like so it's, it's pretty much making fun of people like that who are
1: hopping <laughs> on a bandwagon
0: yeah no it's not it's not making fun of people hopping on the bandwagon it's making fun of people who look down on others for enjoying stuff, so it's like, oh, you you like video games, but you're not a real gamer because you play on a console and I play on a PC or something like that. So it's really okay. Let's, I get let's it. see if okay, I can yeah, go yeah. to the subreddit right now and see what the top. And I guess post... so I
1: tell you what I guess what gatekeeping is like. Oh, we're the keepers of the gate. We're we're the true fans. Yeah,
0: it's and it's really looking down back, on those
1: back people. in my day when I originally picked up Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. I'm trying to find a good... Oh, here we go. Okay. So one post in the gatekeeping subreddit is a t-shirt that says, Smells like the only Nirvana song you know. (laughs) Okay.
1: I kind of see the humor in this. I like this.
0: Yeah. See, we're making fun of the people who would wear that shirt unironically. It's like,
1: oh. That's it. So it's kind of... it's, it's, It's fans of a subject kind of taking pride in what it is they're a fan of by mocking those who are almost like posers. That's it. Essentially, like,
0: you know, people who think they have the right to say who is and isn't allowed to be part of the fandom. Here's here's one that's actually making, like, a parody post of it. You like music? Name every album ever made.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I can definitely see both sides. Me being myself on both sides of this. But that's an interesting subreddit. Again, it's one of those... You forget that there's subreddit for literally fucking everything.
0: Yeah. And I I think what I liked about it is that there's nothing wrong... Like, we'll even use beer, the beer we're drinking as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say, you know, I'm really big into craft beer, and I really like all the different kinds of beers. As much as I enjoy sharing that with people, I'm not going to go to someone who's drinking, I don't know, a Budweiser or Mm -hmm. a Coors and be like, you're not a real beer drinker or something like that. Like... People are allowed to enjoy things at the level they are comfortable with.
1: Yeah, this seems a bit satirical almost in a sense of like letting yourself get that venting out knowing you would never do it in real life almost like facetiously or sarcastically without really meaning to hurt someone specific.
0: Oh, well, it's not. The people in that subreddit aren't aren't gatekeeping themselves. They're making fun of people who do gatekeep. Mm-hmm. So they're like... This guy thinks everyone else is a fake gamer.
1: Yeah. Look at this guy. He's an asshole. So things like that. Oh, so it's like pointing out... So it's, it's less... Be It's it's pointing out gatekeepers and mocking them for being gatekeepers exactly. versus being it themselves. Okay. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's, it's more, you know, look at these people. These people are doing this. This is stupid. It's like if you were to go on Facebook right now and post about the beers we're having and someone who's like, you don't know anything about beers, like... A true beer drinker would definitely not go for a St. Ambrose rosé. They would definitely go with their blondes. Clearly, that's what they're known for. Who would drink that? That's you it. would post that there being like, look at this fucking gatekeeping douche. Exactly. That, that's exactly Douche it. nozzle. So, that's a cool new subreddit
0: I found. That's a fun one. Nice. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's not as it's not terribly... Um,
1: I don't think I found anything really new recently on Reddit I can think of. No? I haven't joined a new subreddit in a while.
0: Okay, well, the other thing I was going to bring up was actually Pokemon Go. Ah. I don't know if you saw, but everyone's freaking out because, like, people are not playing it as much anymore. Like, it's gone down from 45 million to 30 million.
1: Yeah, this is one of those numbers, and uh, another show I listened to, uh, The Patch from Rooster Teeth, recently brought it up in relation to another game that had an, uh, a big release and quickly petered out, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, saying, how, oh, man, like, looking at their numbers, like, the sales and like, everything has dropped drastically, but... Going back, that's every fucking game ever.
0: That's everything ever. Yes. Yes, people are going to jump on it very quickly, and naturally, there are going to be a large amount of people who stop playing it after a little while.
1: That's it. I mean, like look at like any movie. Opening box office weekend. Oh my god, amazing numbers. The following weekend, uh, way less and less and less and less because people have already seen it. <clears throat> and, so, Pokemon Go comes know. out, 45 million downloads. And now we're down to, what, three million active players? Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's still higher than most. Still very but, high. And again, I think we talked about it on our episode too, is it does make sense. I mean, it, it was a fad. It still is. Even yeah. my own play has gone down drastically Same. since. I barely turn it on now. That's it. Okay. I think I probably still use it minimum once a day.
0: Yeah, I open it up once a day, I'd say.
1: Yeah, like, you picked me up at work today, I walked through the mall, I passed the Pokestop, I hit Mm. it on the way out, no exception, caught a Pidgey or two, and maybe a Tauros. But, like, I have not, like, gone for a walk, or said, hey, everyone's going to meet up at the park, set up some lures, and sit for an hour and play, or I haven't gone out at, like, two in the morning to go get Pokestops, or, Mm. but I still, like, I get up in the morning, I walk to my bus, I pop it open to see if I get any egg hatches, if anything cool comes up on the map, but I haven't gone actively hunting or meeting with people to do it. Sometimes it's fun though. Like,
0: uh, you know, every, like now and then, every now and then I'll still do it. I'll still go out and actually, like, set up near some poke sauce. But in terms of me just turning it on and, like, checking things out, or sometimes I would have it on while I was driving, I wouldn't actually use it while I was driving. But no, no, know, no. Do it for egg progress or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure. Um,
0: you know, I don't do that. I don't even uh, know did you see the update they
1: announced today about Pokémon Go? Yeah. I did, the buddy system. That's going to be something kind of interesting, and I feel like. Again, with this game kind of being the Pokemon fan of 20 years ago, i.e., our generation. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I am the most spot on demographic they're aiming for. Yeah. This is something that I really like, as little as it is, it just it helps complete the image of the this is the dream. The I'm not just a trainer, I'm not just a Pokemon collector, I'm not just playing this game. This is really me, this is the dream. I get to have my pet Pokemon, I get to have the one that I call mine.
0: Yeah, which is cool.
1: I mean, I don't know if you, I, I don't think you really played, you said, we, we talked about it last time, you played some of the uh, original Game Boy games.
0: Yeah, I think I stopped after maybe Pokemon Emerald. Yeah, so right? you
1: would have stopped before. <clears throat> uh, right after Emerald, they kind of got in this habit of re-releasing the old ones, Right. In the style of the new one. So right after Emerald, they re-released Red and Blue as Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yeah, I remember so, that. So, you know, getting all the new features and new Pokemon that the new generations have brought, but the original game and story and plot with some added bonus. Mm. Uh, it was the next time after, again, I'll minimize my knowledge of the series, but later on when they remade the Gold and Silver ones, one of the features they added was whatever Pokemon was in the lead of your party... Followed your character around. Ah, it had no effect on the game other than it made that little oh, yes. happier, which was a mechanic <clears> they added. <throat> and you could turn around and talk to them, it would give you like a little like, oh, is pondering something, or oh, picked up an item and found like a whatever is like a potion. Ah, oh, cool. so it really was a minimal feature, but it was one of those things that like every game has come out since it is the number one most requested feature on every website forum and subreddit. I guarantee it. Huh. Like as soon as Sun and Moon got announced, everyone was like, "Bring this back!" They're uh, they were remaking um, uh, Emerald and Ruby. Okay. Number, bring that feature back. They haven't yet, so Pokemon Go implementing it is kind of a huge deal for the Pokemon fans. And interesting. It'll
0: be cool to see if that you know if that plays out because I mean that's the thing is as much as you can expect numbers to just naturally go down, mm-hmm. they also haven't really changed that much about the game, and at, at a certain point. Unless you're really, really into collecting and finding, it just becomes very like okay, cool. There's another Pidgey. There's another Rattata. There's another Spiro Weedle, whatever. Pokestop, cool. And it just becomes very like there's no end end point or end game
1: or even like a goal to work towards at a certain point for a lot agree. of people. That's it. I feel like that's kind of the reason. Like I've kind of gotten to a rut of playing it as much. as I'm probably still above most people who have either just you know gotten really, really like slow on it or have uninstalled it even. For me, it is still the the goal of catching every Pokemon. I still want to hit that number. Yeah. Like, just a personal challenge. Mm -hmm. But again, I understand it has its limits, and I'm not going to go actively out of my way to do it, but I'll, whenever I'm on the bus, I'll leave it open and see what's around. Yeah. If something cool cool. comes up, yay, if it doesn't, eh. And I feel like these features they're adding are less to draw people back in. I'm sure it'll do that, (laughs) but I feel like ultimately the goal with this is to keep the people who are still playing now, those people who are hardcore fans... Yeah. That are still on the subreddit, that are still filing bug reports, that are still posting online with it. That's it. To th- appease them in a level to keep them coming back.
0: That's it. I think I think they knew, you know, Niantic from the beginning knew that 45 million people are not going to stay consistent. And you know what? Honestly, the number is probably going to keep going down for a little oh, bit. Oh, no. I, I believe that 100%. You're going to get your, your core base that's going to stick around. It's the same for, you know, a game like Destiny or a game like overwatch or a game like halo or a game like anything or not even just a game but like i said anything eventually you're gonna have some people who try it and just like stop using it after a little while that's okay yeah it's it's that's that's how marketing works that's how the Mm -hmm. population works you learn that in business school it's like you're not gonna have a 100 percent retention rate that's oh, no, I don't think
1: anyone imagines they will.
0: No. no. So I think there was a lot, but you know how the media and the clickbait articles, like, oh, Pokemon Go is in trouble. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're
1: in trouble. Actually, that brings up a topic I kind of want to touch on a little bit. I don't feel it's episode-worthy, but I think now we can bring it up. Hmm? I despise the term clickbait. Clickbait. Because it has a proper <clears throat> meaning, in my opinion. Okay. And the problem now is it's one of those terms that gets thrown around so terribly um, the reason I think about this is a specific conversation that occurred on Twitter a while back. Right. I got into a bit of a f- Twitter back and forth with a stranger over a comment they made on someone else's post. Um. That's always a smart move. Again, I admit I <laughs> provoked a little bit, but right. I felt I was completely <laughs> in the right, and I mean, that's any argument on the internet. We all both think we're right, we're both idiots, until he eventually took it to a level of just name calling and I just said, fuck it, I'm not talking to you. Today. Because oh, it was a pretty civil conversation up to that point. At least he quit while you were behind. Well, I was there. He was behind. Oh, okay. No, no. Uh, anyways, what it came down to was somebody who I follow online made a blog post on their personal blog that is currently their business model. They make a living by posting blog posts and getting followers and advertising. Right. So this person, I don't know, I'll just say Meg Turney, uh, she is an, was an employee at Rooster Teeth. She is now a... Uh, she does, you know, Twitch stream gaming. She does uh, modeling, cosplay conventions. She's a
0: famous internet
1: person. That's it. She is the she is the, the definition of really pretty gamer girl <clears throat> who's famous for being a pretty gamer girl. I mean, I definitely say she's still, like, I follow her on Twitter, other other channels she's done, and stuff she's done in the past. She's not just a pretty face, nothing else. She definitely has a personality and very intelligent conversation when she does. So, she posted a blog title... And essentially made it about boobs. The, I can't remember the title of the article, but it was very much about boobs. Okay. And ended up being, like, answering some fan questions, and someone had asked questions about her breast and how she feels about exposing them, and would she ever expose them for a modeling shoot, and whatever the answer was, yes. But that was it. It was just a catchy title to draw in viewers. Right. And someone, you know, was like, oh, look at you, you know... Uh, relying on clickbait titles to get people to click your ad, your uh, articles. And my big complaint with this is I don't feel that's clickbait. Okay. If that's the case, every article title ever fucking written is clickbait then. You find me a noose, the freaking Gazette, our local Montreal paper. The titles are designed to draw you in because if you're not drawn to the paper to read the article, you don't make money.
0: Yeah, that's reasonable. I think when I think of clickbait, I think of the BuzzFeed type list where it's like 12 things that might actually be bad for your health. Number nine will surprise you.
1: And that's it. It's, and again, I mean, it's not so different, but it's the, oh my God, you have to see this now because of blank. If I were to go write an article now and discuss the merit of how gaming is actually a good thing for you, if I could find a catchy title or a way to present it that it's an appealing title, I'm going to use it. Yeah. I'm not going to publish an article online with the hopes of people seeing it and just calling it Gaming is Good, the essay. That's fair. I think I think clickbait is one of those
0: terms that have become a little bit overused to the point where everyone thinks everything is clickbait. And it's not. It is actually it is a lot of marketing tactics. And so there is a very distinct... There probably is a very distinct group of, uh, of things that are actually clickbait and are actually just nothing interesting is happening here. Exactly. We really just want those clicks, even if it means a click and a click back mm-hmm. or anything like that. No, like exactly what you're saying is, is a catchy title is not clickbait. A clickbait title, like I said, for me, in my mind is one of those BuzzFeed-esque or whatever other... Internet site like that 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 really preys on hits and likes and things like that. That, that to me is clickbait. It's not a concrete definition.
1: But I, I don't think there is one per se. No, that's that's the problem. It's one of those terms that was very made up by the Internet and never mm-hmm. defined by anybody. That's it. But there's a great example, though, is you as someone who studied marketing or took marketing classes and yep. has a degree in marketing, I guarantee you if you had to choose between witty, catchy, interesting title and very blunt to the point title. Which one would you pick if you no, wanted people to no, see obviously it? Obviously
0: the obviously the catchy one. Like yeah. one of the main things in all of our projects, not even in marketing only, but just in any paper that you write for mm-hmm. school, it's have an appealing title. Have an interesting title. Don't just write the long term effects of lack of sleep on human beings well quality of life. It's you know, I don't know. <sighs> Whatever, it's something better than that, you know. Exactly. I, I get you. I get Unless you mean. you're doing one of those research methods class where the the point is to just write the title is exactly what you're doing. But no, otherwise you want an
1: interesting title because otherwise I'm going to not read what you're what you're putting mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Again, I I sort of compare clickbait to the ones where you need to click on it to figure out what it's about. Um, John Oliver did a bit of one of his episodes where it was like really shitty names it was like really shitty like titles for like sections on the news and it was like uh what you don't know about troll dolls could kill you
0: yeah things like that things where it's actually nothing exciting or or anything like that it's more you know another good another good subreddit has actually saved you a click or saved you a click where they actually take out clickbait titles and so it's like okay I'll, i'll i'm going back to pokemon go again it's like Here's how to find the legendary, the three legendary Pokemon. If someone writes in the title, we don't know yet. <laughs> and it's like cutting out the need to click on those articles. Because Basically
1: answering the question the title's put forward because the title was made a way to make you, know, you click. To, so like, yeah. I, I think a clickbait article is
0: making the reader assume something is there that isn't there.
1: Yeah. And in this case, going back to Meg Turney's post, it was a post about the title, whatever witty title was. About, like, me and my boobs, and, of course, being an attractive woman who models and has openly been in Playboy before, Mm -hmm. every one of her fucking fans goes, oh my god, a chance to see her topless, and clicks on it, and reality was, it was a convert, it was a blog post with no photos to my knowledge, discussing uh, a fan who had asked her about, like, breast size or, like, breast reduction possibilities, like that, and how, like, she's proud of the size of her boobs, and uh, if she had, you know, it was a really, like, a well-thought-out post and answered this girl's questions. Okay. And I mean, the title was honest. It was about her and her boobs. You made the assumption it would be nudity. That's it's it. It's not like she said, like, click, you know, click here to find out what I um, find out about my boobs and what I have to show you, which may really incentivize someone to click because it sounds like she's showing off her tits. Yeah, she didn't do that. And again, That's I feel it. like, and again, I feel like a lot of this is. Def- it, this goes back to women on the internet, which is a whole other can of worms, as we always say. That is, uh, yeah. I People will jump to her defense because they're fans, and I admit I'm a big fan of hers, and seeing Idiot be shitty, I just, that one day decided, you know what, fuck this guy. I don't really feel like you getting to be shitty and getting off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back and forth on Twitter until eventually he just made some shit comment about, like, well, you're a fucking idiot if you think that. And I was like, okay, name-calling, I give up on you, and blocked him.
0: Yeah, at least you knew when to sort of give up, and uh, that was it. You well, know. the
1: first few posts back and forth were like civilized conversation, we were showing each other examples of what he considered clickbait versus what I consider clickbait. Right. And I tried to rationalize, like I understand that it's an appeal, and just no name calling. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I didn't even ask, by the way, how do you find the beers? Solid. I feel like we did. We kind of we we brought them up and kind of glazed over them a few times, but the Saint Ambrose, who I usually go to for their apricot yeah the apricot beer because it's a really sweet change this is their uh their red They're red smooth very nice i'm really happy with it yeah it's
0: solid i mean beer for me is there's not too many beers i won't like like i know what groups of beers i don't like <laughs> mm-hmm. so when i get a beer that i do like i'm pretty confident that i'm gonna like it like a red a blonde you know a lighter beer um you know, a fruitier beer, things yeah. like that. I, I love a fruity beer. That's a Mad Jack, things like that. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm. I know that I'm not gonna like, you know, a stout, a really heavy beer, an IPA that's just super, super bitter. Like I already know that I'm not gonna like
1: those. Whereas those are ones where I generally don't, but I've had a lot that I do still enjoy. So I'll always experiment with them. And that's fair. But that's generally a blonde, a white, and a red. That. Sounds weird when you say it out loud. Hell. (laughs) Um, I'm never really going to have trouble with. I always find like there's, I've never really had one I disliked. I've had some that are less favorable. Yeah. Um, Okay, seriously, I can't find a fucking segue here. A segue? Yeah. (laughs) To our topic. Oh, I mean. I've been trying for like two or three minutes. (laughs) I'm trying to think of one. Did you want to segue into it right now? I figure about halfway in kind of thing. I don't know. I, wasn't, I don't have
0: anything else to talk about.
1: I did want to bring up the beers. That was an honest no, thing, and beer, I was trying to think like the beers being brought up. The I beers know. here. How do you say it to emojis? You just did. Oh. Hey. 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 Your hand's still up there. Oh, are you into a what is What is? A, a, I <laughs> did, <laughs> did a. Church. I did a. Oh, a ball, little ball. little bull. Bull. Who's a little bull. I'm making know?
0: shadow puppets on the wall behind us. If uh, I mean, not that anyone, you know, any of the people listening can hear or see. It um,
1: like, it's, <laughs> it's tempting. But yes, yeah, speaking of which... Emojis. Emojis. And I mean, by extension, text message conversation text in general. Text message
0: conversation in general. Um,
1: it didn't occur to me until just a, bit, a minute ago, uh, bringing this subject up and trying to segue to it. I feel like emojis is a very hard thing to do verbally. Because we're describing a lot of emojis. We will, we
0: will try our best. We're going to have to try our best. Yeah. Uh, so...
1: I, I just I brought it up because I find emojis to be a very interesting change to our language. I recently watched a YouTube video explaining emojis a little bit. And I feel like they've kind of become the emotional accents on our conversations. Yeah. I mean, some people use them a lot. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, some I'd people say don't. I'm pretty moderate on them, I would say. I'm pretty...
0: I use emojis pretty frequently, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why. I just, I like them. I mean, there's no reason not to, because they do convey a message simply. Yeah, and I also think I'm at the point where if I don't include emojis, then people might assume I'm being, like, serious or morose or something's wrong. So I think now I have a reputation to uphold. To, like, keep using emojis. I don't, yeah, I don't even care, really. It's, I think at this point, it's
1: just not even something I notice that I do. It's Never. become, like, second nature. And uh, as I am currently running the beta for iOS 10 on my phone, they have actually done a lot in the iPhone's messaging app to um, make using emojis easier. So I don't think that would word that. Uh, facilitate, yeah, facilitate the use of emojis. Facilitate the use of emojis. Yeah, there you That's go. That's the... Um, so an example being, for those who have not seen anything or used it, is if you type a word in, so again, going back to a word I've probably typed in my phone 40 billion times, is the word wedding. The same place you normally get the autocorrects, it will, if you finish typing the word in a okay, you're done typing the word, the next thing is to hit space and keep working. It will present me related emojis, so the little bride or the groom's hat. Yes. Or any food or animal or country, it'll give you the flag or the appropriate animal, food or emotion or word or something similar. Yeah, yeah. could probably get a little excessive there, but but it also it's kind of nice because uh I mean to jump to Facebook immediately um who was it that made the comment about emojis I'm looking where a lot of comments this week I was really there happy were a with lot. Them someone made a comment I'm having a. Damn I definitely answered them too, and you liked my answer to them. This is you so unprofessional. Them? No, I, I answered them, and you liked it. Did I? I uh, if you're. Oh, you, uh, friends, Henry. Henry, yes. Why am I not seeing his comment on the post anymore? Okay, I got it. What? Uh, Where? How? I I'm said on that comment.
0: I. Well, he said, "I hate that you can't search emojis like you can gifs. You got to scroll a billion times to find that rarely used one." So you said, fun fact,
1: iOS 10 kind of does this now. Stay tuned we'll be bringing it up. Which is why I brought it up because I did want to address it. Uh, I also realized Facebook has this lovely button saying view previous comments. and There were four or five hidden ones because I'm an idiot. There you go. I don't Facebook a lot of turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so iOS 10, I've almost learned to use that feature as a search. So if I'm messaging somebody, uh, yeah, Happy birthday, oh my god, have a great day. And I want the birthday cake emoji. I know where to go find it, but, like, fuck it, I can expect birthday, and it will give me the autocorrect option of the cake emoji. Huh. Um, uh, there's, there's been a few examples of that where I've used it effectively as a search. So I find it's easier now to use emojis because right now I really rely on the, like, the most recently used, like, few it gives. Again, sorry, I burped halfway through the word there. Hey. Uh, but we're both on iOS, so I don't know how Android does this at all, but on, on the iPhone, there's kind of, when you go to type... With your emojis, you have, like, your, whatever, like, 15 most recently used? 30? Something like that, yeah. 6 by 4. What is 6 by 4? 24. 24. 24 most recently used or most commonly used emojis, kind of for quick access. So I generally go back to those same 24 because they're always there waiting for me. I don't have to go hunting for them. But now with the search, I feel like I've been expanding my emoji vocabulary. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I like going back to what you said, though, and I want you to elaborate a little bit, was the, it, it really, it it changes how you punctuate a conversation, I mean, yeah, without an emoji, it feels serious.
0: Yeah, I think for some people, when some people are known a little more for using emojis, it becomes something that other people are very used to seeing in their in their messaging, in their message history. So for me, I I use a lot of, I don't know, let's say like a... Even just a smiley face or the, the, the two hands, like, going up thing emoji. Uh, a bunch of different That's,
1: ones. This is why I was saying it's a tough one. It's hard to, <laughs> to verbalize it It is a tough one. But,
0: yeah. So, I use a lot of them. And I guess I feel like maybe sometimes if, if I ever message for a long time... Like, I don't use them in every message. But I use them frequently enough where maybe if I stopped using them altogether... People might think something was up. Like, yeah, they definitely punctuate, for me at least, they punctuate my conversation a lot more. I don't know. I like to express, I I like to use the emojis to express my emotions and and be in tune with them and
1: such. And I feel like, I mean, you say that, I I know half seriously, half kind of being funny and silly there, but you're right. It lets you convey emotion. That's the biggest issue with text messages is you don't always know the tone something's being said with. That's it. Uh, Paul, the other day, texted somebody and her response was, yes. And then just, again, maybe a form of habit, she put a period to the, end of the word, yes. So it was yes, period. A proper sentence. Grammatically correct. But the person receiving this, that period to them was like, she punctuated this. Like, it's final. This came across as harsh. Hmm. And I find that... I don't know it's like strange because it does make sense. I know if I'm writing to somebody and I want to... I don't always put a period in, the end, but I, if I do, it's because it's like either a more thought out conversation, like I'm sending somebody directions of how to do something on their computer or on their phone, like I'm helping them out. Yeah. So I'm putting proper punctuation everywhere as much as I can. Right. But if I'm sending someone a message of like, oh, okay, and I put a period after the oh and the okay, that's me being like, oh, Okay. Like I'm, I'm painting up yeah. something. Like it, it even sounds more vulgar than oh okay. So it's like, like, you, like verbally you hear the difference, but in a,
0: on a text you don't. Of course, you don't have the intonation. And I mean, as much as some some like I know on iOS, you can actually send a voice message. Yes. But it's almost as if the emoji does bring back at least to a certain extent the face behind the words or the intonation behind the words. So if it's oh okay smiley face. Oh, well then, oh, okay. If it's just, oh, okay, nothing, then I'm not sure. And Mm -hmm. then maybe because there's no smiley face or because, you know, this is someone who does use emojis a lot. I don't know. Like, you don't really know where it's coming from at that point, depending on, of course, the situation. So it it is weird how the emojis and sometimes the lack thereof have sort of infiltrated the way we interact with each other Mm. uh, virtually in a way that... You know, before emojis, obviously we had the text emojis. You know, the colon right parentheses, yeah, colon left parentheses, and things like that. So you know, people have been you know people have been finding ways to put emotion in for a long time, but you know, I guess I guess there is that that attempt to locate the human behind the
1: words. Mm-hmm. Can you know, I oddly, tangent about that for a half second. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever encountered. A, like, emoji, like an like old school, like, text emoji, mm-hmm. was on the back of a box of Lunchables. They had, like, riddles, and one of them was like, can you find the hidden message here? And it was just okay. semicolon, dash, closed parentheses. And I was like, I can't figure this out. And think my, brother, my brothers all looked at it, and they were like, we can't, we can't. My mother finally looked at the answer on the inside of the box. She was, like, oh, oh, that makes sense. And we're yeah. like, what the fuck is it? we were like... I must have been like seven or eight. But I'd never seen that before. And I mean, now we live in a world where maybe about like three years later, MSN was the biggest thing and they kind of became a thing finally. And then, preceding that texting. Yeah. But it was such a weird, like, that there was a time when that was such a strange, like, you, like you, no one ever looks at their phone and has to turn their head sideways and go, oh, it's a smiley face. Yeah. It's just, it's known because, no, you can figure it out. But a time where that was unknown to me. <laughs> was just a weird concept. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, to go back to your, sorry, to your example was the... It really puts the human behind the words. A little bit. Uh, the, another, a video I'd watched online talking about emojis that kind of sparked my interest in the subject had brought up the idea of uh, a conversation. Like, they literally had two guys act out a couple in a conversation. And every time they did a line back and forth, you would have one of them saying it out loud as they typed it, another one receiving it, and reading it with a totally wrong intonation. So a line like... Uh, oh I'm always thinking about you I love you so much and the other the person responding to me being like oh stop it you're so silly and then the person would be like oh stop you're so silly like what, like, what? you don't be me thinking about you yeah I mean extreme exaggerations on, I'm hoping yeah but it's the kind of thing where like I have received a text where I don't know if the person who's responding to me is yeah okay I, I'm calmed down or yeah it's fine whatever just like I'm done You don't know that vibe sometimes. That can lead to some awkward situations. Yeah, and the emojis are a great way to help uh, with that. Audrey actually
0: said something very similar to what we're talking about right now. Hmm. Uh, She says, I think the sad thing about emojis is that it constrains us to express some emotions and thoughts because no matter how many emojis they come out with, we will always be limited. It's also that we're letting technology and pre-programmed images and words make us stupid by doing all the work for us.
1: I see her point. I feel like it's... I guess it goes both ways. Like, yeah, it limits us. And yeah, it does allow us to hide ourselves by using the emojis to present ourselves instead. But in a situation where there is no other way... Yeah. Other than, like, you know, stop texting, I'll call you. Because I really need to talk to you there's we more serious. But if I'm just messaging a friend of mine who doesn't live in my country and we're just back and forth chatting... And I want to get across that I'm laughing at something they said, like I'm, or I'm, you know, tearing up at the thought of something, or I'm upset about something. The emojis do help get the point across. Again, yes, the last thing you ever want to do is get to a point where humanity is defined by the emojis they use. That's yeah. a, That's extreme, but she is right. Though there is a limitation of how much you can convey with emojis. It's true. I also have to point out a lot of people who commented mm-hmm. also showed their favorite and the least favorite yes uh I like uh audrey agrees with you the hands i kind of call it the raise the roof emoji if i may something like that it's uh, usually like a sort of a testify type thing you know like, yeah Ooh. then there's the girl with like one hand shrug like as if she's about to order like serve a pizza yeah and then what is that other one she has it's like a little it's like, like <laughs> i don't know i never use it's funny how like that's one of her favorites i've never used that one so something i have learned uh that is a fun game to play with people is if you use siri's text to speech feature So you highlight text, and and the little pop-up menu hit speak. She'll read out the name of the emoji. Okay. So, like, this is very funny. People will go, like, smiling pile of poo, smiling pile of poo. So it's almost like I want to kind of copy-paste this one, which is being a bitch. So I'm actually going to go find the emoji and get it to read back to me, because I'm so intrigued as to what it is. But it looks like it's supposed to be, like, something's hot.
0: Okay, well... I'll read another comment.
1: Yeah, you do that. I want to try to find it. that friggin' emoji first because I don't uh, know so where it is. The,
0: one of the first comments that we got was from our friend Fred. Yes. Um, and she I was hoping you get to this one. Her least favorite emoji is the eggplant emoji. Um, I actually really like eggplants, but the meaning behind the eggplant emoji makes this emoji completely
1: useless. So Waxman, would you please go into more detail and explain what this meaning behind this okay. emoji? is? I'm well, going to be that guy today. I'm sorry. Apparently, so I've heard. At
0: least there are uh-huh. there rumor are, rumor has rumor it has it. Um, I believe there there are some people out there who, when they use the eggplant emoji, they are talking about uh penises or a penis
1: a a, a penis in general. Generally, yes. a I penis. don't know if it's the specific. penis, the penis, the penis. <laughs> the penis. The royal penis. Uh, the ro- yeah, the royal penis. <laughs> hashtag good- the royal penis. Hashtag the royal penis. That's a good way to look at it. That's technically um, correct. I still Can you try to take a look for it? I'll chat for a bit, but I can't fucking find that dude emoji curse. Yeah, I'll take a look in a second. But, um,
0: yeah, that's another thing is that how emojis take on a different life is that, uh, you mm-hmm.
1: know, it, like the peach emoji also is not just a peach emoji. And that's, again, the counterpoint to the, uh, the penis. It is a, uh, Simile for the female genitalia, if I may. Yeah. Or a butt. It could be a butt,
0: too. Oh, or a butt? I really? Think, yeah. I've never seen it as that. I, I usually use it to describe a butt.
1: Hmm.
0: But I guess you can use it to describe the other one. <laughs> the, the vagina. There you go. The, the, the vagin, you know?
1: But, uh, yeah. Um, so, for some reason, my Siri doesn't want to do, like, the, the she's, search she's, she's, thing. she's shy.
0: Okay, apparently it's hot springs. Hot springs. Well, I guess Audrey goes to a lot of hot springs. But I feel like that's
1: the kind of one you'd probably just use because
0: it means hot, I guess, if she... yeah, there's a lot of emojis that have an
1: intended purpose, and they're used for something, you know, hence the eggplant and the peach. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's an emoji for, and I shit you not, in the official, because you know how emojis started, right? Where they're from? Yes. The origin of Unicode? Yes. So, for those listening, let's educate a little bit. Unicode is a universal language accepted worldwide where these essentially a, I don't really know what the organization that runs it all is, uh, but I believe it is based in Japan, created these Unicode char- characters and all of their phones have to support it. And it's essentially a way of visual communication. It was designed initially to allow communication on a non-verbal level mm-hmm. uh, with beyond just words. If someone couldn't read, they could at least understand pictures. Um this forced other phones to implement them because they had to be on the phone to be sellable in Japan. And by extension, they weren't going to just remove it from other countries and it extended to America. Uh, So Unicode will regularly add new symbols. And then within a certain period of time, companies have to abide by them and add their takes on them. Uh, This is why you'll often see, and I know one I've heard of before is the emoji of a dog. Right. Or I think it's a wolf, actually. I think on the iPhone, it's a gray wolf. On the android, it's actually a puppy. Okay. But it's not clearly defined. I think like the official Unicode is just canine. Canine. Versus another one that actually is dog. Hmm. So it does right. kind of leave it to interpretation. This is why emojis on one platform versus another might look funny or different or silly or not line up. Hmm. Uh, it was actually someone I follow on um, uh, Twitter whenever he made a post about his dog, would always post the dog and the wolf emoji to represent his two dogs, one being a little pup and one being like a big, majestic, wolfy dog. And anyone on Android was like, why do you put those two dogs and they look nothing like your dogs? It's just like, why just put, a do- just put two dog emojis? Why put a dog in this weird wolf thing? Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm putting the dog and the puppy. Like, what are you talking about? And it, looking into it, you can actually, on Wikipedia, look up any emoji and see all of its variants across different countries, platforms, and Unicodes. Huh. Yeah. So I mean, uh, history lesson. Sorry. I <laughs> learned a little something now. But uh, I don't know if it's been implemented it on iOS yet. One of my favorite emojis I've seen on the original Unicode is man in suit floating above hole. Man in suit. Floating above hole. Like, I legit want to go pull it up now just to believe me. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite...
0: I'm going to move on a little bit as well. Yes, please continue. Because we weren't just talking about emojis. We also sort of wanted to talk about the evolution of like text text speak. So we got a comment from our friend Katie about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Abbreviations make me squirm. I may be a grammar Nazi, but I still think it's important. I admit I find it lazy, but I also understand the amount of time someone must save by neglecting certain letters. Yes, that was sarcastic. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is what it's supposed to look like, and how oh, both Android and iOS over. look. Right. Oh, all right. We just, yeah, that's I- interesting. iOS just dropped a man left in a hole, whereas Android put it as like mysterious man in like a hat. Okay. Whereas well, hey. the original one, I think it's starts to be floating, so it's a shadow. Fair enough. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I am definitely guilty of uh, the, the shorthand speak, and I feel like it's mostly the abbreviations versus the dropped letters. Common drop letters I see are like tomorrow, just T M R, or T M R W kind of thing instead of writing out tomorrow. That I'm I'm a little more stingy on, like I don't like that as much. Whereas I don't mind so much L O L or any of those abbreviations just to kind of get the point across. Like I think at this day and age, and I guess to Katie's point, is how L O L has become a word almost. Yeah. It is just a three-letter word that you put in the space of I laughed at this point. I guess, or I found this amusing. I'd probably give you a laugh.
0: I guess for me, I get it. But I also, you know, I go back to one of our early, early podcasts about slang. Yeah. And in the sense that slang evolves around the circumstances that make it necessary to evolve. <laughs> hmm And so... Yes, maybe some of it is the laziness like instead of typing B right back, I'm gonna say BRB. but I actually have said BRB in a you know in real life, yeah so it, you am know I. It just it's something that comes up and it's it's it is a reflection of our society right now, just like I said the the, the digital world that we live in necessitates sometimes quicker, and more efficient responses. It does. I know some people are like, well, you have to. You don't have enough time to type out. You know what? Sometimes maybe you don't have enough time to say, hey, I gotta go. You just say G2G or GTG, depending on your thing. Um, and it's the same way that other evolutions in our society in the past have made certain slang irrelevant or made it incredibly important. So... I don't know. I go back to that argument and say that slang is always evolving and text speak is a part of slang. We, you know, never before has the, the written word and the spoken word differentiated so much. I could be totally wrong with that, but it seems to me that there's a lot more of a disconnect and they're almost finally now coming together again mm-hmm. when we're saying things like BRB or G T G I I don't think I, or LOL or things like that, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, what Katie, um, I mean, I agree with those, like, there's definitely evolution, and I mean, like, the number of times I've been in a group and someone says something funny, and my reaction instead of laughing was just, lol. Yeah. Like, I find this funny, but I need to laugh necessarily, mm. despite the fact that lol is supposed to mean laugh out loud. Yes. Uh, I kinda like, uh, very common on Reddit, people will, like, type lol, and the person below them will correct them and go, "Exhale loudly through nostrils. I'll fix that for you. Sure. Because realistically, you're on the you're alone in your room reading a post. You're like, <laughs> funny things like you that. You just you ex- you don't actually laugh out loud, but you get that point across. Yeah. Um. Well. But I also going to see like I agree with the the bastardization of words, and I guess it's an opinion because you are right. Words have evolved over time based on uh, speech patterns, writing tools. Yeah. Um, Something we'll often go to in one of the, the Canadian tropes we have here is color result with a U. Yeah. Or a favor with a U. Favor with a U. Uh, and even more now, like, you see, like, a drive through at McDonald's will be written T-H-R-U, through. Yeah. And that, to me, is like, oh, it's slang, but that is an accepted spelling right now. hmm If you were to go to a college-level English class, that would likely be accepted. And that to me is where I'm kind of a little more like, eh, like the lazying of a spelling of a word. I mean, I do get it. It's simplification. I mean, the number of words in the English language that don't have any logic to their spelling. Uh, I mean, like neighbors, a word I still, for this, I still can't barely fucking spell if I try. Yeah, neighbors. When in reality, <laughs> when you think about it, if you were, if you were to ask a child who just learned the basics of the English language to spell neighbors they would probably go, like, N-A-Y-B-O-R-S, neighbors, mm-hmm. And we maybe put a U in there, because we're Canadians, but... <laughs> maybe, yeah, probably. I can see that one day being the way it is spelt, because it's simplification, and it's bringing things down to a more normal spelling, whereas the old spelling, or the current spelling, is probably based on its previous spelling in another language, and is evolved from something before that even that was the true version of it. Yes. Uh, I can't think of examples right now of words we spell, like the words that we use now that are proper that back then were spelled differently or presented differently because of whatever reasons.
0: That's it. I couldn't name any any examples off the top of my head, but I think.
1: Oh, easy one. Old. Oh, old, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the the, the ye old pub. Oh, you have, have too e. much time
0: to write the E at the end of old. Sorry, I, I feel like I'm making fun. I don't mean to, to poke fun at Katie's comment. It's a good comment. No, it is a valid comment. I'm I, agreeing I with her to. 100%. Yeah. For the record, her
1: favorite emoji is the middle finger emoji. <laughs> not personal, apparently, to us. Not, not personal. Although, after... Yeah. Oh, can we actually... You know what? As I was reading through the comments you were, you were talking I was reading through, I, I do want to give credit to Jeff, actually, who commented. He's someone who's been commenting a lot on our posts. Yeah. Um... Our entire chat, I just said on the standard of emojis with different devices, is actually a point he brought up. I realized I came to it of my own, but I, I'm very glad someone else sees it my way and agrees with me. Right. Uh, but one that I wanted to bring up was... Steph. Uh, Stephanie has um, posted one. Just kind of like a... It wasn't even a comment about us. It was more of a comment about how she thought we were kidding with this. Like, it was a silly post and we were just being funny. Mm-hmm. But is really loving how those responses have been. It's kind of like, you know, being a nice fan, but not really like, here's my opinion, da-da-da-da-da. But she accented her comment with the emoji of the um, the laughing while crying, with the tears out of the eyes while you're laughing emoji, which is another hard one to describe, and the trophy. Trophy. And that, to me, very much gets across that she's reading this post, seeing how... People are really answering and she is enjoying this. She's having a good laugh and like on our side and is kind of proud of us. That's what that emoji says to me. And without those two emojis, I mean, reading her comment, it's just like, I thought this was an ironic post, but I love how people are seriously contributing to this thread. It's a very like, here is a fact I am stating. Okay, thank you. But the emojis really get across for someone who is, where is she right now? She's in Sherbrooke. Oh, she's home? Yeah. I thought she was still traveling. She's not. Okay, sorry. Yeah, she came home last time. I, last time I heard from her, she was in England. I'm pretty sure. So she's been all over the place. That's it. Uh, anyways, welcome home. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I thought you were still gallivanting. I guess you didn't realize. I'm. A, I, I. I'm
0: terrible at following. Guess you guys life. were not as close friends as you thought.
1: Dashing. Dashing. I also don't check any social media other than Twitter often, and I don't think yeah, she's super not. big on Twitter. So that's, my own fault. That's for being on you. Bad friend, me. Bad friend, me. Bad friend. Uh. Nonetheless, my point given, the emojis do help convey this message, regardless if she is in another country or right here in town. It's an easy way to get a point across. There you go. So again, I think it, her her comment really proves the point. And I like going through, if any of you follow uh, Ryan on Twitter, you'll see some more of the posts. A lot of people seem just Patrick likes the flash on emoji, but Ann hates it. Is yeah. there a secret meaning behind the flashlight emoji? There is,
0: there is. Well, I don't know what the flashlight emoji means in this case, but I have a group chat that includes Pat and Anand mm-hmm. and a few other people. And the flashlight emoji has gotten a lot of use. And I'm not 100% sure why <laughs> it's gotten so much use. Same for the guy, like, pondering emoji with, the, like, the hand on his chin.
1: Yeah, that was another one of the ones Anand didn't like. There was that and the uh, the the shirt and tie. I don't know what the shirt and tie one is, but the Well, the two... fact that Anand's promo picture is him groping himself shirtless, I think I get the connection. He just doesn't like shirts. I think it's just a personal choice of his. He's just not a fan of shirts.
0: Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting to see uh, what everyone's like. You know, knowing a lot of these people, you're not particularly surprised when you see what they...
1: It, the emojis they use are very much almost a reflection of them. It is, and I feel like it's one of those things where I like seeing the emojis you use. Like, I was going to ask you, actually, um, um, to pull up ta- any any app right now and pull up your emojis. What are your, like, if you go to the, the, the recent one, your frequently used. What are your, like, the top row, your top six? What are they? I'm curious. My top six? Mm-hmm. I'll do mine, too. I'm curious what yours are. All right, hang on
0: one second. Are we going vertically or horizontal? Because I think vertically are the ones I use the most.
1: Like the top row, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or the top column, maybe. the first column, you blew, top, yeah, first column, yeah. Okay, Go with that.
0: So I got the emoji with the eyes for heart, like the hearts for eyes. I also have that one. Okay, I have the guy with the glasses emoji, like the nerd mm. emoji. I have the emoji with the guy giving a kiss. Uh, so do I. I have the upside down smiley face emoji, the one that Audrey wrote. I and never I have, use that one, but I fucking love and that. And I have one. the guy with the anime style teardrop in his like,
1: oh the, lord, of his the forehead. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, that's another one I really enjoy. So uh, those are
0: my top five right now. Uh,
1: so I have the two, the, the like blowing a kiss and the Hearty eyes. I've also got the standard red heart, which is funny. because I use the blue one more often for Paula. It's a weird thing. Uh, a burger, which I can't think the last time I used. Though I think this is probably like? I think I think it goes horizontally, not vertically. Uh, and then I have the uh, the crying emoji. Because it's one I'll often use when I'm showing like.
0: Oh, I'm so happy, like crying. Oh yeah, like crying I think that's enjoy. up there too. Usually, mm-hmm. like when I see a cat or a dog that I really yeah. like,
1: because the two, I, the two I think I use the most that for some reason like not they're in my like they're the next two in the the top two in the next column are the thumbs up and the like okay yeah because I fucking love the okay one it's become my replacement the okay the thumbs one's up good because the thumbs up's overused and of course after that is the the bride and groom because again yeah uh, and then I've recently grown attached to is the hundred. I don't use the hundred that much. So I said I had a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up something really, really interesting. It's come across my radar a few times. I remember back when I got kickstarted, and I to this day still really want to buy this, but I can't shell out forty bucks, let alone two hundred bucks for it. Okay. And this is a book that has been officially published and is available through Amazon. I'm showing him the picture now, and I'll read the title out loud. This is Emoji Dick. Emoji Dick. Someone has rewritten the entirety of Moby Dick, not like the short version you know, but like the entire original book in emojis. In emojis. Oh my god. It's available in soft cover black and white for forty bucks or hardcover color for two hundred dollars. Fuck. And I mean, I'll just to read the description. Emoji Dick is a crowdsourced and crowd funded translation of Herman Melville's Moby Dick into Japanese emoticon called emoji. Each of the books, approximately ten thousand sentences, has been translated three times by Amazon mechanical Turk uh, worker. Uh, it's a series at Amazon, as so you can basically like give a task and people can do a small task for some like spare change. Oh, that's cool. Um, the results have been voted upon, so basically every one of the ten thousand sentences was translated at least three times, if not more. They were then put up to vote by the community to find the one that was the best translation using emojis, and was then compounded into this book. In total, over eight hundred people spent approximately three million seven hundred ninety five thousand nine hundred eighty seconds working to create this book. Oh god! Each worker was paid five cents per translation and two cents per vote per translation. Like it's one of those things where, like, if I ever had two hundred bucks to spare, I would love to have this a like, coffee table book because it just seems like such an interesting, like even the even the cover of the book is just emoji dick or the whale emoji. No. That's the official title. <laughs> A whale emoji. And I think it's a really interesting thing to make, but the fact that it could be done both from, like, a manpower and resources, right? but that the emojis have become so ubiquitous that you could, in theory, do this with any piece of literature. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm willing to bet you take liberties where you can. Yes. Like, how do you say, call me Ishmael in emoji? Call me Ishmael. <laughs> Uh, there's probably some freedom
0: of uh, creativity there. That's it.
1: I feel like it's more the the humor behind it. It's the idea that it's, it's a novelty of existence. I don't think you would ever actually be able to retell the story to a child one day in the same detail that you could with words. But I feel like that's also a really good kind of wrapping up point. Yes. Is emojis cannot replace speech. They can become a very good accent or punctuation to speech. They can... Do amazing things in helping us communicate across countries, across language barriers, across mediums. Yeah. But it will never re-pl- replace the written language.
0: No, I think it supplants, uh, sorry, not supplants, supports mm-hmm. the written language. I think, you know, in a world where a lot of what we're doing now is going to be more through a screen. The emoji does, as best as it can, uh, humanize our words a little more yeah. and make things a little less ambivalent in their mm-hmm. meaning and in their intention and in their
1: delivery. I'd be curious to know, if if it hasn't happened yet, when it will happen, the first published book with emojis, like where an author will legitimately write a story... And throughout the story, use emojis. I don't know how that would work, really, if it would harm or... I mean, you'd have to do it in a way, that almost like a gimmick, to support the book. But to be done seriously. Tough to and say. And it can be tough. I was going to say, uh, have I ever shared this with you?
0: One taxi plane USA run exclamation point plane X luggage bus. This is Paul and I is 10 days in Hawaii
1: in emojis. Oh, okay. So look, so you, <laughs> I thought there was like a... That's it. It's completely gibberish unless you know the context... Makes but sense. knowing the context, it is, I mean, day one, uh, cab to the airport, fly to the USA on a plane, running to our other plane, nearly missing it, lost luggage, uh, took a bus into the boat. The second day, I then got the uh, the wedding ring emoji at the end there. Day three, ship, and then fish, we were snorkeling, walk on the beach. That's cool. Uh, purse and wine. I Again, even I don't remember what those were exactly. And I lived these experiences. I thought I was in my notes trying to figure out the Texas speech thing, and I spotted and I realized what a fun little thing to bring up. Um, fun game to play. If you ever go on a trip with somebody to try to rewrite the whole trip in emojis at the end of every day. Huh. Okay. I'm definitely gonna do it again for the honeymoon. Uh, there you go. All right. I think that's a good point to uh, end. I think you summed end. it up quite nicely. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for uh, listening to us. If you're still here. Or if you're not. We still appreciated that you were here for part of it. Yeah, thanks for coming all Not that you're in. hearing this part now.
0: Thanks for coming in. Thanks for passing by whenever you did, for however long you did.
1: Yeah. And again, I, I I often come back to this and say, even if you miss the Facebook post and this is your first time hearing about the emoji conversation, I'm not going to block you on Twitter for telling me your favorite emoji. I I wouldn't will. mind. Really? Yeah. Wow. So don't tweet your emojis at, at Ryan W. Tweet them at Boxless Thought. I promise to like or respond or both to every random emoji sent to me. I will. I will block you all. <laughs> wow, I'm really tempted to see the fan who like takes the step to try that. Someone's gonna do it. Ooh, do you have the balls to stick up to your word? No, I, 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 <laughs> not yeah. remotely.
0: Have you ever blocked anyone on Twitter? No, really? I never blocked anyone on any social media. Really? Wait, no, that's not true. I blocked someone on Facebook.
1: Okay. Yeah, one of my exes I did, actually. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it wasn't wasn't an ex. Oh, okay. Have you ever muted someone on Twitter? I don't think so. Oh, that's my favorite. I have people who I forget. I I, I just, I follow because I feel rude unfollowing them. Um, But at the same time, I just, they post way too much and generally not things I care for. Hmm. But at least if they respond to me, I get to see it, and I generally enjoy the responses to me. Okay. Well, like, I enjoy the person, I just don't enjoy the fact that every single post is about a subject I have no interest in, whether it be hockey or some sort of politics that I do But when I post a funny comment, and they respond with a funnier comment, I'm like, I'm glad we're friends, I just don't have to see your pro-Trump bullshit. Pro- I don't have any God. friends who are pro-Trump, I, I promise you, I'm using an example to the person who I... Done. This who doesn't know. Anyways, we gave our Twitter handles. That's enough. Uh, Andrea, Ariesmile, Smile, Avatar, Cover Photo. You're the best. We love you. We (laughs) love you.
0: Aww. Mm. Aww. Mm. Aww. Uh, uh, Oh God. What? You were going there. Oh. Yeah. Went for the good dog. (laughs) But but who is good dog? You're a good dog. I
1: knew it. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I hoped. I really hoped it would be me. I was someone did a really good one where it was the oh, "Who's a good dog?" and then the next panel is the dog sitting there in front of like the, the all the red yarn on the board with all the pictures and like the lines connecting to the middle of the question mark. And he's like, "Who, damn it!" And then the next frame is the "You're a good dog," and just the oh, <laughs> surprise look. And I'm just like, "Oh, it's just it conveys it so well." I think. Uh...
0: I think we've we've uh, come to the end of our show. Thank you for thank you for listening and we accept donations in an unmarked envelope slid under the door at my house, which I will not reveal on the air because I don't want you to show up. But give me money. Give us money. We need it for stuff. Money, 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 please. We need stuff.
1: Emoji dick.